Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here, joining you again with another amazing guest, Dustin Myers. Dustin, how are you today? It's such a pleasure to have you. Hey, thanks for having me, Dallas. I appreciate it, man. I'm doing fine. I'm a little bit under caffeinated, but I'm working on that, you know, because it's earlier here than it is where you are. So it is. It's a it's an afternoon here, but I still have my coffee. So there's no okay. time of day for coffee. It's always <laughs> we are always we are soul time. brothers then. <laughs> That's it. And you are a host of a podcast called Hungry for Wisdom. Hungry for Wisdom. And yeah. you guys have been running the show for about a year now. I'm going to read just a quick description of your podcast for our audience here. With Grace and Truth Community, God knows more than us, and we would like to find out more about what He truly knows. And thankfully, He wrote a bunch of it down in the Bible and Hungry for Wisdom as an all-you-can-eat buffet of God's guidance to live skillfully in this world. And you guys have after that, Jesus deserves disciples. I love that. Everything you wrote is good. And then you get to that, Jesus deserves disciples. That's so true. He deserves it. And so I'm excited to hear about your podcast, about some of the work that you're doing. You're traveling the next couple of weeks here. So before we start, Dustin, just please tell us your Christian testimony. Yeah, I'm I'm the product of a whole lot of um, promises from God being true, you know, so like he, he's got these multi-generational blessings for returning to him. And I'm, I stand downstream from a lot of that. So both of my parents are first generation Christians and, um, you know, they just kind of had to figure it out. And so, um, you know, there were, I grew up in a house, just me and my sister uh, and, and my parents where we said, all right, what's, what's the Bible say and what does it mean? And what are we going to do about it? And, you know, they brought us to a church that took the Bible very seriously. And so I learned from a young age, this is non-negotiable. Um, and then, you know, that was, between my parents, my Sunday school teachers and all the, everybody that invested in me and my sister. Um, and then when I was 12, uh, my youth pastor who actually, and this is a weird detail to include, but I'll explain why it matters actually ended up being a pedophile. Uh, I didn't know it at the time. My youth pastor actually is the one that led me to Christ where he, he sort of, um, you know, laid it all out and said, look, dude, you got to make a decision. You, you, you know, you're not getting to heaven on your parents' gas bill, driving you to church for your whole life, you know, so own it or don't. And, um, and I thought to myself, yeah, you know, I, I don't I never really thought about if, if I believe all of this stuff, you know, so I had a lot of Bible knowledge, um, but he just sort of pushed me and said, you know, hey, man up, make a decision. And so when I was 12 is kind of that that point where it was just like, yeah, OK, I, I follow Christ. And the reason I include that weird detail about, you know, what a perv he was is because um, that is the power of the gospel. Right. So even, you know, he, he said something that was true. And even though he was we might use the word disqualified, even though he wasn't qualified to say it. The truth was that powerful. And God was like, all right, I'm going to save this kid and I'll deal with that guy later. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I'm thankful that you said that because in my experience as well, growing up 
in having an addiction. I went to an addiction program and some of our mm -hmm. leaders that were leading us went back to drugs and some even overdosed and died. Some of my yeah. leaders that led me to Jesus. And it's a temptation when you get that, like, okay, does that mean everything he said wasn't true? No, that's not what it right. means. And so thank you for pointing that out, Dustin. That's very true. That's very, yeah, true. it's a huge deal. I mean, it just, it, and it goes to show you that like, you know, yeah, I was raised by Christian parents. I may not understand, like people, people look at me, they say, okay, he's, you know, corny white boy. And you know, what, what does he know about what I'm going through? And I'm talking to some 15 year old, you know, uh, minority gangbang or something like that. Like, and I do this at, at pregnancy networks when I'm talking to guys that are about to have kids and they're freaking out. They're like, what would you know about my situation? I'm in the gang life and all of this. Mm -hmm. And I get to tell them, look, I don't know what it's like to be you, but I know what it can be like for your kid. All right. Because my dad is a first generation Christian. My mom is a first generation Christian. Let me tell you about my life and how I've seen, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus do this. So you can do this for your children, you know? So it's the, the gospel really is incredible in what it, in, in what it penetrates. It's like God sent his son to fight sin and he wins. He just does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. So yeah. anyway, that's my testimony is I, I'm, I'm the recipient of a lot of that being true. Mm -hmm. And besides the podcast that we'll talk about here in a few minutes, you mentioned before that you're going to be traveling here to Brazil very soon in some other places. So please tell us a little bit more about that. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Doxiva uses non-invasive, fast-acting, and full-body regenerative technology you can trust for your most challenging health and cosmetic problems with affordability at heart. Through a water-based gentle spray-on solution, Doxiva brings balance to the body even for the most challenging comorbidities. Find more information by searching doxiva.com. That is D-O-X-Y-V-A.com. The Jesus in My Life podcast is all about getting the good news out to the masses for the purpose of demonstrating to the world that the living God is real. This podcast contains personal stories of everyday Christians experiencing Jesus in their lives. This interview format podcast is hosted by Jack and Rob. Listen to the podcast by searching Jesus in My Life podcast on your favorite application today. Yeah, so uh, I'm the associate director for Latin America with the World Hope Bible Institute. So we're we're global. We're in all kinds of different countries, but um, you know, Latin America from the top of Mexico to the bottom of you know Argentina, Chile, is um, that's that's the area where I'm going and overseeing the multiplication of Bible institutes where we're training under resourced pastors. Uh, sometimes they're they're persecuted. Sometimes they're just poor. Sometimes they're not really literate or they don't have a Bible in their their mother tongue. I mean, they they speak Spanish or Portuguese, but you know, they, they speak something different at home. And so we just go and give these guys free training because, you know, Christ loves his bride and he wants his pastors mm -hmm. resourced and trained. And, you know, one thing we can do in, you know, as, as American Christians is we can multiply information very quickly for us. Information is cheap and easy to come by. And so we can, we can send that out. You know, we don't, there's a lot about the American church that we need to fix, but there's also a lot that we have as American pastors to offer. And so we go and do that. And then we learn from that them at the same time. So yeah, I'm coming to coming to Brazil and uh, gonna, you know, Lord willing, we'll make some connections and get some get some pastors trained. You know, Jesus loves these guys and he wants some help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, praise God for this. What you guys are doing, it's amazing. Yeah, definitely for my time being in Brazil and spending time in Thailand and Cambodia, there is a lot of need for this. What you guys are doing, 
Yeah, we call it theological famine relief. You know, we spent years in the missions world um, doing global evangelization, and that's great. And we made a lot of converts, you know, and and praise God for that. Um, But then, you know, after a couple hundred years, you look around, you start to think, okay, is there the doctrinal depth? Is there biblical understanding? Because the heretics get there and they take these brand new Christians and steer them off into prosperity gospel or whatever other kind of syncretism you got. And so it's like now we're in a phase, I think, in global missions where it's instead of global evangelization, we're doing global discipleship, right? And we got to get those roots to sink in. Yeah. 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 And it's the local pastors that are going to be doing that. So if I can spend a week and a half with these guys teaching them, you know, hermeneutics, just Bible interpretation, Mm -hmm. then everybody in their church benefits, you know? Wow. And to your podcast a little bit more, Hungry for Wisdom, how did this start? What came about with this? Well, well, I'm a pastor in a church in in the Pacific Northwest, right? And so um, somebody, you know, during COVID, the the government, the American government was just throwing money out the door at people like crazy. And some of my people, you know, they were like, we don't want this, you know, like, what do we, what do we do with? So we had a lot of conversations about transferring assets from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And it's like, okay, yes, this is, this is unjust that this money has been taken from somebody and given to you. You can't give it back. So what are you going to do with it? And so we had, we, we got to see a lot of cool uh, ministry get done just by people becoming uh, vehicles of financial blessing. So one of those people, they walked into my office and they handed me an envelope and they said, I know you have ideas about how to make disciples and I know it's not on the budget. So try something, take a risk, you know? And I was like, how about I start a podcast? And they said, do it. And it's so cheap and easy to start a podcast now yeah. that, you know, you buy the gear, hit record and boom, you're up and running. So we gave it a shot and it turns out that it was, you know, beneficial to our people. So now it's, the, you know, the Hungry for Wisdom podcast, which really the, the driving force behind it is the world that we live in is insane. And by all indications, it's going to get more insane. But God has spoken to this and he got here before we did. So we just want to know what he knows. Um, and I'm, I'm not the guy that knows it. I'm not the fount of wisdom. Right. But I got this book and I know this guy, <laughs> you know, so I'm kind of the lead learner and we just go through it. We, we kind of focus in the book of Proverbs, uh, the first bit of every episode, most episodes is we're just looking at a proverb and we see what does it say? What does it mean? What are we going to do about it? And then, uh, you know, we'll get into pastoral questions with our discipleship pastor. Uh, we call him the bearded beaver because he's an Oregon state fan. So uh, pastor Ben, or, um, you know, we'll interview missionaries or, or people that are working in, um, you know, sex trafficking rescue or whatever, you know, expose people to what God's doing out there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, skillful living under the hand of the Lord. How does he want us to navigate this world that he has entrusted to us? You know, Acts 17 tells us he, he determined the time and the boundaries of our dwelling. So he has us here for a reason. You know, we want to know what that is and how to go about it. And we believe it is written. You know, it's it, it's all written down and the scriptures are sufficient for, for faith and practice. So we're just digging in and figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And kind of playing on this and also with your other minister that you're working with, what is your favorite message to message to preach to people? That's an interesting question because I think um, it, it breaks down by by age, really. Um, mm. So if I've got if I've got younger people um, that are like, let's say, you know, teenagers or something like that, right? Then, um, or you know, all the way down to maybe eight or nine, where they're old enough to understand concepts like this. My favorite thing to tell them is, "You matter, and I can prove it." Because we live in a world that basically tells them you can invent your own significance, your own identity. Um, you're, you were an accident of evolution. You're, you're, you're a monkey that can read. And if you're going to matter in this world, you got to go and carve that out for yourself. Well, that just ends in despair, right? Because then you get kids, um, 
experimenting with different identities, which takes mm -hmm. on sexual overtones, that takes on gender identification overtones. Um, they'll do anything to fit into their community because that's where your significance comes from, especially at a young age. So when I can give them an, a view that like, hey, objectively, regardless of what anybody says, you matter and here's how I know. And when they can, when, they, when I see a light bulb come on, I love that. So that's for mm -hmm. the young ones. For um, For the people in my phase of life, you know, young families, I love just showing them that God has a plan and it's really, really good. <laughs> you know, just like, hey, work the plan, man. Marriage works like this. It doesn't work mm -hmm. any other way. Parenting works like this. It doesn't work any other way. God's put these fence posts in there and there's a massive playground in the middle, right? So here's your playground and just don't cross these boundaries or you're mm -hmm. going to die and be playing in traffic. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, it's like, and, and that's so liberating for people to know mm -hmm. like, okay, there is a plan and I have a lot of responsibility. Well, good. Now we got our parameters. We can get going. And then for older people, my favorite message to preach is just as far as the application goes is, you know, we need you and your contribution is not finished. You know, your time is not over. You still got breath in your lungs. And, you know, Titus too. hey, old men in the church, be like this. Old women in the church, be like this. And we need that, man. We will die without you. And when you can see an old person, you know, a World War II vet or something, kind of get a second lease on on life and, and sort of experience a second calling. That's really cool to watch, you know, or empty nesters just wondering, mm -hmm. well, I'm done raising my kids now. What do I do? And it's like, Oh, buddy, you got no idea what God wants to do with you. Let's go figure this out. And, and they, mm -hmm. they get to just start, you know, so there's always this freshness to the Christian life. Um, so as far as applications go, you know, messages to like points to get across, I break it down by age. As far as message to preach, I think my favorite thing to talk about is is the the resurrection of Christ. You know, it, it's so so vital for a reason. You know, I, I was reading through um, the book of Acts years ago, and I realized that every time the apostles get up and preach, they include the resurrection. And I'm like, that's kind of weird because I had always sort of left it out of my gospel presentations because mm -hmm. it's it's a strange thing. It's like we'll handle that in discipleship, you know. But I'm like, no, these guys really centered on it. So I start thinking, well, why? You know, like why is that the deal breaker for them? You know, and Paul says in First Corinthians 15. Hey, no resurrection, no, no Christianity, forget it, you know? Mm. And so just looking into why does Jesus put all of his eggs in that basket or tell his apostles to put all their eggs in that basket. And, you know, just kind of unfolding that for people is, is really incredible. It's like Psalm 119 verse one, 130. It says the unfolding of your words gives light. And when I can unfold why the resurrection matters and what God was saying and doing through that, it's just like, whoa. <laughs> like we got us a real God here, you know, it kind of gets people taking God a little more seriously when that can kind of click for them. So I love doing that. Incredible. Thank you for sharing that. I'm excited about the things that you're preaching. And I'm thinking tonight, I'm preaching tonight and preaching tomorrow. I'm thinking like, man, what's God working in my heart to say tonight? So yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Preaching Christ crucified. What's better than that? So, right. Hey, like John 1930, right. It is finished. Was there ever a better phrase spoken? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's like, that's, that's a good one. And your favorite podcast episode so far, maybe your favorite story or something that you've you've published so far. Oh my goodness, that's a tough one. Um, you know, and you you kind of gave me a little heads up, like, yeah, I'm gonna ask you about your fan. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna tell him. You know, the 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 episode that's gotten the most traffic is probably um the one where uh, uh our pastor Chad was he, he's our pastor of in-home discipleship, right? So his mm -hmm. his gig is basically to make sure the families have what they need to flourish in the home. And so he spends a lot of time in people's living rooms and stuff like that. Um, so he told his story, just told his testimony. And he got saved in prison while he was in solitary confinement 
for, you know, some crazy stuff. And he gives all the details in there and everything. And so it's just like, here's how God saved me. And mm -hmm. when you hear that story, it's so there's so much blood and so many drugs and so much abuse in that story that was just surrounding his whole world. And um, because of that, I've been able to, <laughs> when I'm sharing the gospel with people, they'll tell me things like, you know, yeah, you don't know what my life is like. You don't know what I've done, whatever. And I'm like, listen, dude, one of our pastors got saved in solitary for attempted murder. All right. So you're not going to throw anything at me that's going to mm -hmm. scare me. The gospel yeah. is bigger than that. And I'll actually send them the episode and they'll listen to it and they'll say, wow, Christianity can operate in these messy spaces. Mm -hmm. And so just, I mean, first off, the emotional yeah. impact of that episode was rough. And then, you know, the effect that I've seen his testimony have in bringing glory to Christ is, is, is pretty cool to trace. I think it's awesome when we can push past the boundary of what non-believers think Christianity is. It's amazing yeah. when we can work outside of that. Well, yeah, you know, and and I think in many cultures, not just American culture, Christianity has kind of been pushed into the the therapy box. It's like this is what you do to feel better or to, you know, to kind of get yourself centered once a week or something like that. And it's like, no, dude, Jesus became a curse for us. He had his body systematically ripped open and dismantled because he was engaging a problem that's more visceral and bloody than you ever realized it was. And that's that's the level he gets to. And we find that when we get to the bottom of life, he's already there. You know, he's not he's not scared of this. And so to, to open that side of God's love yeah. for people, a lot of people have never seen that, especially like if they got daddy issues. Right. If you've never had a good father, how do you understand God as a good father? Well, one of the ways to help somebody do that is to tell the stories of when he treated somebody like a child even when they didn't deserve it. Hey, you're my son. I know you're a knucklehead right now, but you're my son and you're mine. You are a brand plucked from the fire and you're coming home with me. And it's like, he really is that good, you know? I love it. That touches with my favorite message to preach is that John, uh, Luke 15, that Jesus loves lost people. Yes. That's my favorite message. I preach that over and over and over again because Jesus went after them. He pursued them. That's why I'm alive because he pursued me. He loves yeah, lost people. Yeah, and, and this is the God that because we then, serve. That's right. And when he finds somebody that thinks that they've got it all together, he gets a little bit bored with them. Jesus is like, you know, hey, if you're not sick, you don't need a physician. I'm going to go mm -hmm. hang out with hookers mm -hmm. and IRS agents, you know, like, you know, bye. Let, let yeah. me know when you realize how messed up you yeah. are, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Incredible. I love God. Man, it's so good <laughs> to glorify him together. <laughs> he's just, he's so just always right, you know. It's just like we go through Proverbs on the podcast and it's just like he says stuff and it's so so succinct and and so um you know sometimes it even like rhymes or the, there's rhythm to it and it seems kind of like a refrigerator magnet saying or something and then you dig into it and it's just like he just explained my whole life to me mm -hmm. you know he's just always right it's crazy talking a little bit more about your podcast how do you think that your podcast differs from other christian podcasts out there because i know that there's a lot and i know that yours is unique what could you say about that Okay, I, I think I can only answer this from the feedback that I get. Okay, so here's the feedback that I get. And these are in my words, but it's, I'm summarizing stuff. Um, there's a niche that, that people haven't seen filled in the podcast world of Christians that are figuring it out as they go, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not showing up with all the answers, but kind of that, I've used the term lead learner, um, just kind of that approach to things. Uh, and then also that, that aren't, how do I say this? Boring? Like, you know, you know, as a preacher, they say it's a sin to be boring because you, you're preaching the gospel. And this isn't something we intentionally try to do. It's just mm -hmm. with 
you know, with Pastor Ben and me, we're just a couple of hyperactive dudes and you flip on the microphones and stuff gets weird. And it's, you know, it's like, hey, the Christian life can be fun too. And sometimes it gets serious. Sometimes it gets dark. But that whole spectrum of emotions and topics, I mean, we might be talking about, you know, people writing these questions, right? We, we, we do a lot of pastoral Q&As and um, it might be anything from, hey, where are we at on the, the end times timeline? <laughs> right? So we got to kick all that around to, hey, my baby died last week. Am I going to go to heaven? To, hey, why don't you let your kids paint Easter eggs to, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, just like mm -hmm. whatever comes at us, we're going to we're going to deal with it because that is what the Christian life is actually like. So it's it's yeah. very unscripted. And I think that, um, you know, that that resonates with how life feels sometimes. So, and I think that's refreshing too to listen to a podcast that admits, "Hey, I don't have it figured out yet, but I'm pursuing Jesus, and we're going to get there." That's refreshing yeah. because Dude, that's if how I had we it live. figured out. Yeah, I wouldn't need Jesus, right? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I'm a I'm a disciple. I'm a follower, so I'd rather mm -hmm. not point people to myself. You know, I'd, I'd rather other people follow because if I become Messiah to somebody, I'm going to disappoint mm -hmm. them. I'm going to hurt them yep. because I'm not I'm not a savior. You know. Mm -hmm. Your plans moving forward with this podcast, you said you guys have completed uh, season one, season two, you're working on season three. Now, what are your plans for the future of this podcast? Well, I mean, basically, we'll just keep it going as long as it's helpful for people, which I expect is going to be a long time because people are consuming more and more podcasts and audio content and things like that. And that's a, you, you know, this, I mean, you know, this better than I do. The podcasting world is kind of the wild west right now. So it's sort of, it's sort of the gold rush. And, um, you know, in the marketplace of ideas, we want Christianity to to have a, a firm foothold there. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we'll just keep on going and change forms and shift however we need to, to, you know, to keep it fresh and keep it helpful for people. Um, but then, you know, we, if we, as the audience grows a little bit, you know, you get to monetize a podcast, all of the, we, we made a decision that all of that money that comes from monetizing, which is, you know, when people click follow or they share an episode or they rate it with five stars or whatever, you know, this, you got to hack the algorithm, right? So that, that pushes it out to more people. As that happens, all of that money that, that we make from the podcast is going to get redirected towards uh, world hope Bible Institute. Right. Mm -hmm. So then we're going to be training more pastors through it. So it's kind of a, uh, you know, in the church and in the world, and this is hopefully going to be you know, increasing in effectiveness in both, which is really, and I mean, that's the amazing. mission, right? Jesus loves that's the amazing. bride and Jesus loves the world. So we'll get them both. I want to encourage you with this, Dustin, keep going, because this is something we have been able to do with our podcast. All the proceeds nice. to our podcast go to our ministry here on the ground. I've been here for eight, uh, for three years. My pastor, the other co-host has been here for eight years. He recently moved to the U.S., but this is something we, God has led us and been able to do with the podcast. So it's possible. Wow. A hundred percent. So you're, you're already doing what we're on the front end of. We're, we're of doing it. Do. We're doing it. <laughs> Thank God you, is man. Good. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you told me that. And I'm thankful that there's, I've recorded with a lot of podcasters lately, Christian podcasters, and it's refreshing to know that there's people doing it. There's people yeah. with a voice giving wisdom to people in the podcast world. Like you said, it's the wild west. It's something that's coming. It's, it's happening and it's becoming more popular. And I'm thankful that Christians are out there giving a voice to it. It's a great. Yeah. Thing. Well, and, and you've got some great episodes, too. I mean, the, the way that, that you can draw, um, you know, you can draw the thoughts out of people's heads. It's really helpful. And so, you know, it's like this, like your your podcast is a great example of this, where it's it's kind of a marketplace. Um, it's a it's a buffet where people can show up and interact with ideas they didn't even know they ought to be thinking about, you know, and that's that's really a great way to use the time on your drive to work. Mm hmm. Amazing. Thank you so much for all the things that you shared today, Dustin. Is there anything else that you would want to tell us about your podcast 
that you haven't seen? No, yet? man. I just, you know, we're we're on all the platforms and everything. You want to go to okay. Apple Podcasts, you want to go to Spotify, Audible. I found us on Audible. I didn't even know we were on Audible, but apparently <laughs> it pushed it out there or something. So, <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, find us wherever, write in the questions and um you know, I just, I just really want people to follow Jesus because he, you know, I, the, the, the organization that, you know, I work with is world hope. And that's a reference to Jesus. He really is the hope of the world, mm -hmm. you know? So if, if we can help connect any dots for people, then we're happy to do it. And you know, the great thing about it is it's free. It's like, I don't have to charge for any of this stuff. So this mm -hmm. is beautiful. <laughs> it's incredible. Thank you so much. One more time for our audience, hungry for wisdom podcast search it on your favorite podcast app out there and dustin if i could have you end our time together with a prayer i would really appreciate it man i would love it let's do it god we thank you for another day of breath to serve you we thank you that we know what's going to happen when you decide that that breath is uh, is no longer going to be loaned to us from you we know that we're coming home to see you and we got a lot of work to do while we're still here we have a lot of work to do but it's going to work and it may not work in our lifetime we may be like you know those guys in in Hebrews 11, that, that worked their whole life to, to grab a promise that they weren't going to live to see, but in you is eternal life. So we're going to see it and it's all going to work. I just ask that you would mobilize people to, um, to evangelism, that you would mobilize people to the mission and that you would take care of your church, your bride, because the bride is beautiful. And we just want to, we just want to help, right? We, we want to, um, we want to be about your business, uh, because that's the only, that's the only endeavor with guaranteed success. And it's, it's what you've told us to do. And you, you are good and you do good. So I just pray that you would um, cause your plans to come to fruition in our lifetime, that we would be alive to see billions and billions of people come to know you and that we would get to disciple the pastors that will disciple the world so that you'll get a whole lot of glory that you rightly deserve. Cause you know, you're not currently getting glory out of a lot of your creation and that's, that's a problem. So allow us to fix that. Cause you know, at, at the risk of being repetitive, Jesus really does deserve disciples. So make us skillful in, in gaining some form. Pray this in Jesus' name and under his blood. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.